All right, you got it. Yeah, we are. And welcome to another episode of Africa's Untold Stories. I am your host Brian, and um, with me as usual is Sayram, the other host. Oh. Yeah. Why do you shout your name? Nah, I'm trying to convey that I'm here too. Let's go. On. Let's go. On. Let's go. On. Quick. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Sure. <clears throat> All right. So. Oh yes, first things first. Did you hear that Kendrick is in Ghana? Yes, I heard. Yo, I was like, this guy picked the year I'm not in Ghana yeah. to come. Like, what's what is don't this? Don't worry, you wouldn't have met him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have met him anyway, so you're not missing out on anything. No Charlie, worry. <laughs> ah, yeah, but I can imagine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Charlie, ah. Anyway, mm. it's unfortunate. Very, very. Um, yeah, yeah. So let's kick things off. So, so, um, in this episode, we are going to be talking about African uh, mysteries. Mm. You know, I thought of adding like a spooky. Um, you should have. What you call that? Like you. a spooky sound to this this episode. You should. But then the more I thought about it, the more it was a lot of work. So I'm like, nah. Ah. Have time for that. Put in the well, work. So should I send it to you? Brian. When we finish, when we finish, I send it to you. Will you do it? No, I said put in the work. Yeah, I didn't think so. I know it's serious, but all right. So, um, what was that? Yeah. So, yeah, African mysteries. Mm. Um, we talk about two. Initially, the plan was to talk about three mysteries, but then the third one, the more I read about it. The more I, you know, understood less to realize just how much there was to learn about it. Like it was, it just kept like bloating piling more up, and, more. Mm. and then okay, yeah, I'm like, don't you know? It wouldn't make a lot of sense for us to try to do that because it wouldn't fit into one episode and mm. all of this kind of thing. Plus, it was from um, this country, Kenya. And oh. uh, funny enough, I think um, our, our third, no, I think fourth, fourth or third highest like num- number of listens is from Kenya. Hmm. So it was like you know, even if anything, let's just do that like an entirely separate episode. Oh yeah, like, and maybe they can wait. That. Maybe you can mention it so that if they have like inputs to give, it would help refine that episode when it comes along. Okay, I mean, sure, yeah. Um, that episode is the Getty Ruins. Mm. Uh, probably the next time I'm taking over, that's the one we do. Okay. So, yeah, if you're a Kenyan and you have anything you'd like to mention about that, feel free to mm. hit us up. Anyway, so, yeah, um, moving on. Yeah. So, to this episode, we are doing two African mysteries. Uh, the first of them is also from East Africa, though. Um, so, the first one is the... Lalibela churches or the churches of Lalibela? Ooh. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's just say the Lalibela churches. Yeah. Yes. All right. And then, <clears throat> okay, so the second, or you tell us later after this one? No, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the second later when we get there. Okay. So we are diving in. Yeah, right. we're diving in. Mm. Right. Great. So, the first episode, oh, sorry, the first um, location. <laughs> first mystery. Lalibela churches. The Lalibela churches. Yes. Where, where is it? East the Africa. The churches. But yes, where exactly? East Africa. Um, specifically, uh, what do you call that country? Um, Ethiopia. 
Oh. Yeah. Uh, East huh. Africa, specifically Ethiopia. Coincidentally, mm. I think Ethiopia might be the single country we've done the most. A lot of like, episodes. Big actually. Stuff. Yeah. So many stuff we've done have come from Ethiopia. I was like, when you mentioned church in East Africa, they are the first, like they were the first country oh, yeah, that actually yeah, popped yeah, up. Yeah, 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 it's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah. Because of their longstanding Christian tradition. Mm-hmm. Also the fact that a lot of their history is well preserved and recorded compared to most African countries. That's true. That's very true. Hmm. Anyway, so yeah, the uh, Lalibela churches, they are located in um, modern-day Ethiopia, in, um, you know, East Africa, and they are located specifically in the Amhara region of Ethiopia. You know, Um, Ethiopia is divided into, not ethno-states, I've forgotten what they call them, but something like that. And um, okay, they all have like a high... high degree of autonomy to some extent. Mm. Um, one of those is the Amhara region. And in this Amhara region, there are 11 churches. 11? These churches are very unique okay. uh, because they were all carved out of rocks. Oof. Like, yes, like literal rocks. Like, like sculptures, were, but like on a much yes, larger scale. Exactly, like grand mm grand scale they were sculpted out of rocks and um something interesting about ethiopia is that um these are not the only churches in ethiopia that were sculpted out of rocks funny enough apparently they have um like hundreds of those a few hundreds a couple of hundreds but um most of those ones are small um carved in mountainous um areas Hmm. um so it's like you know you carve into like a cave or a mountainside or something like that oh okay uh, oh yeah so northern ethiopia has a lot of highlands so there i'm talking about is actually a highland in the amhara region hmm. so what makes these ones so mysterious if they have a few hundred right is it the skill yeah like just the sheer size of it or um before that let me give a bit of background first okay cool, cool, cool. so <clears throat> These churches were constructed around the 12th century mm-hmm. um, AD, so the 1100s, hmm. by a king called Gabriel Mesquel Lalibela. So they're named after him. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. So the story has it that he wanted to create. So he was part of, uh, I believe, the Zagwe dynasty, mm. which ruled part of um, modern day Ethiopia for a bit. Okay. And he wanted to create a. Um, the story goes that when he, he took a what do you call it? A pilgrimage to Yerushalayim. Mm. Jerusalem. I don't know why I said Yerushalayim. <laughs> uh, it's like, I think that's the Hebrew version. Oh. It just sounds cooler. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, he took, he took, a, you know, a pilgrimage there. Because, uh-huh. you know, Ethiopia was Christian at that time. And then he came back. When he came back, then the, um, the Muslims, the Arabs, had conquered Jerusalem. So he wanted to give the people a new, sort of new Jerusalem. Mm. So he builds the churches in Lalibela for this reason. So there, he built 11 churches. Um, now, I'm going to read a list of the names. Uh, the names are all Ethiopian. I'm um, sorry, specifically Amharic. Um, so yeah, let's go. The first one is... Baiti Medani Alam, meaning the house of the savior of the world. The second one is Baita Mariam, house of Mary. Then there is Baita Maskal, house of the cross. Baita Denagel, house of the virgins. Um, 
Baiti Gogota Mikael, the house of Gogota Mikael. Um, Emmanuel, um, the house of Emmanuel. Um, Baiti Kidus Mercurius, the house of Saint Mercurius. Is Mercurius. Okay. Um, there is Baiti Abba Libanos, the house of Abbot Lebanon's. Um, Baiti Gabriel Raphael, the house of Gabriel Raphael. Um, Baiti Lehem, house of Holy Bread, which sounds like the coolest name. Um, then there is Baiti Georgis, which is the house of Saint George. So okay. These are the eleven churches. Okay. Um, so now, what makes the what makes these so you know mysterious? mysterious? Yes, it's the fact that we don't know how they were built. We know who did it we know when it was built but then we don't know how it was built yeah we don't know how it was built so the churches are large they actually mm. they're pretty large um they're all big churches and um they're large like really <laughs> that's all i can say they're all large <laughs> wait like um, how they were g- carved g- out of monolith rocks monolith okay um, yeah they were all carved out of monolith rocks Okay. And one of these churches has the shape of a cruciform hmm. and it was like carved downwards into the rock. So when oh. you get there, um, so the site is actually a pilgrimage site. So what the guy apparently wanted from his trip happened. Uh-huh. So the site is a pilgrimage site. So um, Ethiopian Orthodox Christians visit that site on um, Easter, on um, the Orthodox Christmas, uh, Orthodox mm. New Year. They visit that site. I think especially okay. on Easter. And so the site gets a lot of um, visits from Ethiopian Orthodox. They see it as a pilgrimage site. Mm. And one interesting thing, I was reading an article and uh, the interviewer asked the guy why he came here. He's like, you know, to come and pray to God. The interviewer said, well, you can pray to God. He can hear you anywhere, even in your house. Like, why do you come all the way? Because the, the place is far from, you know, many actual uh-huh. towns and stuff. It's far from me. <laughs> So it's like, why'd you come all the way here? And getting to some of the churches is a task because the way they structured um, some of them to get in there, you have to climb like a narrow staircase. So the belief is the idea was to, mm-hmm. when you're climbing the narrow staircase, which was which were also sculpted out of rocks, right? And you're getting to the top. So you have to be in a single file. It's so slim that only one person can walk like at the time you can't walk side by side with another person Hmm. and when you're coming down it's the same pathway so it's believed that the idea was to give the person who's going to that visit that place like a spiritual experience of sort of a stairway to heaven you know when you're going there to go and have your time with god and when you're coming down it's like you're exiting his presence kind of thing it's interesting so like i was saying so when they asked the guy why he um came all the way here to pray to God and his answer was uh, to show his level of dedication, to show his level of faith. I'm like, well, that makes a lot of sense. I'm like, That's a very good answer mm, to such true. a question. True, 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 true. Yeah, true. and the churches, so right now I'm just trying to paint a picture of how complex the, the place is actually. So it's 11 churches um, all around uh-huh. and they are quite a ways from each other, um, but they are connected they are connected via a network of trenches. Wow. Wait, so and, all those networks um, were also carved out of, of... of All of them carved out of stones. Everything carved out of stones. Jeez, how long did it take to build this thing? <laughs> yeah, we'd get there in a bit. Okay. Everything carved out of stones. And um, 
they also have connections to some caves and mm. drainage ditches. Um, yeah. So I mentioned one of them is the, in the form of a cruciform. So usually if you Google Alibella churches, that's actually the one you'd see from mm. the top. It looks like a cruciform. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, that's the Baite Georges, the house of Georges. And uh, sorry, how to house of house, house of, of Saint St. George. George. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and the one of those churches called the Baite um, Medani Allen, mm. is the house of the savior of the world, is the largest monolithic church in the world. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Huh. And inside these churches, they all have uh, mural paintings in them. Um, so like decorations of um, saints and um, biblical characters and the likes, you know, mm. all of those kind of things. And yes, anything I need to. So, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So the, the mystery behind these things is so if you go there yeah, mm-hmm. and you ask the uh, people, the locals over there or how it was built. One very typical answer you'd probably get is it was built by King Lalibela with mm. the help with the help of angels who did it overnight. Okay, I mean, yes, <sighs> because that's the local story, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of modern archaeologists and stuff like that um, seem to believe it was built over the course of maybe twenty something years by workers who carved into the rocks from like the top then carved in down then you know carved the windows and everything and you know but there's no evidence for that yeah we have absolutely no evidence that that was done there are no tools found that was what i was going to say there are no structures yeah so like there's nothing to show that that theory is actually fact, but that's what some, you know, historians subscribe to because that's like the best explanation there is. Okay. But there is no actual proof that that is what happened. So the locals have their belief that it was done with angels. Yeah. I've, I've seen this explains the mystery. I mean, it's like now the locals don't sound too yeah. crazy because even the, the yeah. theory that yeah. has been proposed isn't like making sense. So Yeah. Exactly. Oh, of course, there's also a silly theory about crusaders who built it. And it's like, eh? Yeah. Eh? Yeah, please, please, please. You just take that out for now. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> for those who don't know, the crusaders were um, a bunch of um, Europeans who went to fight, Christian Europeans who fought um, the Muslim Arabs for a period uh, long. I think they did like four crusades. Yeah. And they really won only one, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but yeah, it, point is it wasn't the white man that 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 crusade answer means white man but it wasn't the white man so we're good um so yeah so the first mystery the churches of lalibela and who built them we don't Hmm. know yeah so that is yeah and how it was built we don't know that is crazy that is that's interesting yeah there are other there are other monolithic structures in the world that are large as well. There's one in India, it's large. But the thing about those ones is it seems people know how they were built. You get it? Mm. Yeah. But for this one, we for don't know one? how they were built. Mm. Yeah, so when I was looking at it, one particular guy was talking about how the rocks that the Lalibela churches were carved out of actually mm. something called soft rocks, which are harder to carve out of. 
not because you know of any necessary any actual difficulty in you know chiseling the rocks but doing it accurately without mm. you know ruining the integrity the of the integrity. structure and yet somehow in the case of the lalibella churches they did it perfectly that explains why people think it's angels mm, yeah yeah so like it's yeah. Like it. I was a little bummed that I didn't find any suggestions about aliens. That was disappointing. Have <laughs> I mean, you covered this Ethiopians? The aliens are the angels. We move. Mm, to be fair, to be fair, it could have been aliens and they thought they were angels, you know? Exactly, exactly. Mm. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, <laughs> so the second one? Second guy, yes. Mm. Second guy, second guy, second guy. What's she called? What's he called? No, what's she called? Yes, the second one is what she called. Huh, I didn't realize it, but I sort of balanced out. The first one was a structure attributed to a man. The second one is a structure attributed to a woman. And it is called Sungbus Eredo. Huh? Repeat Sungbu. that. Sungbu. It's okay. a Yoruba. Ah, name. okay, okay. Spell that. <laughs> but it's like... With apostrophe S, so you know, Sungbos Eredo. Ah, uh, okay, so I'm guessing this yeah. the Sungbo person is the the she. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, all right, all right. So, um, first things first, let me give a bit of background, yeah. Mm. So, there are these you remember when we did the um Benin episode, I mentioned a kind of um tradition of um building mud brick walls in mm-hmm. the forest area. Mm-hmm. And this sort of tradition, the two main, let's say, not necessarily proponents, but like, you know, I can't find a better word, so let's use proponents, are the Yoruba and mm. the, um, what, do you, what do you call them? The Bini people of Nigeria. There is actually a name for them. Um, Edo, yes, the Edo people of Nigeria. <laughs> okay, yeah. the Edo. So, All right. <laughs> these people historically have a, you know, very impressive world tradition, world building tradition, well, before the modern, modern period. Mm-hmm. So there is a system of defensive walls and ditches that connect, not as, they don't actually connect, but like you can be found in their historical lands. Mm. Yes. And um, one of the grandest of these is called Sungbus Eredo. Eredo. Now, yeah, the, there is something very strange about this place. Okay. Like, Everything I'm going to tell you, I think I, I might end up putting the mystery music here because this one is downright creepy, yeah? Okay. So I like this. Not creepy in the Western sense, but interestingly creepy. Mm, everything mm. is just goes it's just straight up strange from here on out. Right? Okay, okay. So, hit me with it. Hit me. Let's go. All right. So the story goes, yes. Mm. Um, thousands of years ago, there was this lady called um bilikisu sumbo mm. now in yoruba society um the belief at the time was that a child is a way of um preserving your heritage children are you know so that's that's you know it's the same belief that children are blessing but yeah children are well preserving your heritage mm-hmm. and um bilikisi sumbo was a wealthy woman Unfortunately, she was widowed and without a child. Okay. Now, when she came to some point to accept that she wasn't going to have a child, she decided, okay, let me do something 
a monument to myself, essentially. Mm. A monument to myself. And that was when she decided to build the walls. Now, these walls she built were massive. Uh, incredibly massive. Okay. All in all, the walls are about 160 kilometers long. And the walls all have, um, or most parts of the walls have a deep ditch in front of them. Mm-hmm. And the lowest, the point of the wall um, where the ditch is lowest, between that point and then the top part, it's about 20 meters. So, like, if you stand at the top of that point and jump down into the ditch, that's 20 meters long. Okay. Wow. And, yes, the wall, the wall... She built the wall in a uh, forest area because the part of southern Nigeria I'm talking about is largely forested. Mm. She built the wall in this forest area and she built it around a network of trees and swamps. So there are there is a moat around the wall in certain sections. Mm. And in these areas, the moat is not very deep, only about one meter in okay. most areas, not necessarily out of, but most areas. Mm-hmm. However, the moat is five, about five to seven meters wide in certain areas. And it goes on for several, several kilometers around the wall. Now, when she built this wall here, uh-huh. when you did hear the description of the moat, the moat doesn't sound like, you know, it can really protect the people who are living inside the wall because it's only about one meter deep. Deep, yeah. Any, you know, determined swimmer can actually just get past it. Swim across, yes. But that's because the walls were not, the moat was not designed to stop the, stop people physically. It was designed to stop people spiritually. Ooh. The belief is that in the swamp areas around the wall, there are spirits in there. Mm. So the spirits protect the people. When you swim inside the water to go in there and the spirits want to stop you, let's just say you don't come back out of the water, essentially. Uh, mm, mm, okay. So Billy Kisu Sungbo did this. Um, and then eventually she died. Now, when she died there was a shrine dedicated to her. Mm. And this shrine, to this day, is in modern-day Nigeria in Ogun State. Ogun, and okay. in this shrine, there is there is a taboo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's taboo for a woman or a dog to move close to the graveyard. If that happens, the woman and the dog die. Hey. There's a story about a... Um, a British officer who was uh-huh. in Nigeria. Um, he didn't know this and he went to, he went to, you know, he visited it with his wife. And well, before they left the place, he visited with his wife and his dog. Um, mm-hmm. So this side of Nigeria is uh, Ijebu. Okay. So his dog died when they left the shrine. And then when they were getting back to their home, the wife died on the way as well. Hi. Yeah. Hi. So, um, Billy Kisisungbo's grave is revered by the people of the Yoruba speakers who reside around that area. Mm. And interestingly, 
um, in that area, modern day, it's a Muslim majority area. However, both Muslims, Christians, and um, adherents of the native religion all pay respects to her in the shrine till this day. Okay, see, that that is like the most West African thing you have said. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, bro, that's, that's an interesting story. It's a very interesting story. Whoa. That is... Yeah. Okay, like, when you started this story, I didn't expect it to end here, honestly. Like, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Um, the, the, uh, the, uh, one of the interesting things is this walls, what they call Eredo, mm-hmm. it's believed that they were, you know, um, protecting a town or a city inside it. Okay. But, um, what is funny is it didn't come to light to outsiders until I think the 1980s or something like that. When a bunch of white people came across it, mm-hmm. and uh, so um, from the University of Bournemouth or so, so shout out to University of Bournemouth. I forgot the guy's name, but he took his students there, and they went around the walls. So they mapped out everything, you know, the distance of the walls, the moats. So that's where I got these figures from. Oh, the facts, okay. Um, yeah, to just show and and they couldn't explain it, you know, like. They just could not explain the fact that this thing exists over there. Like, it doesn't make sense how how it was done because the place is deeply forested. Like, is yeah. deeply forested, and to do something like that, one hundred and sixty kilometers of walls, of walls with ditches in front of them, damn, and with no, there is no evidence of anything inside the walls so far. Um. But of course, that can attri- be attributed to the fact that very little work has been done. So I think so far, only two groups of archaeologists have done work in there. Two oh, or three okay. of them. Um, so there isn't a lot of information to go on. Mm. But those that have done the work in there haven't mentioned anything about that. And those that have done the work in there can't explain a lot about it. Um, the belief, the suggestion by the archaeologists is that it was done with a lot of manual. Oh, keep in mind, the story doesn't say that she used workers to build it. It just says she built it. Like hey. a local story. It just says she built it. No, it I mean, you said, you said she it. was wealthy. So I just imagined she had like a whole bunch of people building Workers thing doing him. it. Yeah. Yes. So the story, the um, archaeologists believe it was done with, um, you know, hands. Like they had a whole bunch of laborers, like... Mm-hmm. several hundreds of laborers doing that work and like the work was done smoothly because there are parts of the walls that uh, uh to this day mm-hmm. you can see it was smoothened on the side oh you get it so yeah. there's evidence that you know someone actually did that work like manually mm-hmm. um so Oh, another twist is the fact that she is believed by the locals to be the Queen of Sheba. <clears throat> okay, another Queen yeah, of Sheba. Yeah, I can't explain up. why. So, <laughs> um, wow. both the Muslim and Christian locals believe that it was the Queen of Sheba, um, which is kind of weird to me. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, bro, that's a really long journey from 
Western Africa to the Middle East. Yeah. Honest. Yeah. Plus, um, there are two holes in that story, of course. In that story, Queen of Sheba, in the biblical story, Queen of Sheba had a kid with Solomon. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, did she wait? In the biblical story, did she? I think I might confuse the biblical one with the Ethiopian With the one. Ethiopian, Justin, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in I the know they were. She had a kid. But the biblical one, I don't remember. The biblical one, I mean, I know she came to learn from Solomon and probably yeah, something no, went yeah, down. she didn't have but... a kid. Yeah, she didn't have a kid. Because that was before Solomon's hoeing days. Yeah, so mm-hmm. she didn't have a kid. Possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Possibly. Okay, so I guess that's not that's not a hole. Um, but the, the, the other fact is um, the dates of the world does not correspond with the proposed dates of existence of um, the Queen of Sheba. The Queen of so Sheba, that's yeah. Like a, yeah. Difficult to explain kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah. Um this is so, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Bilikisi Sungbo's walls. Mm. And the um what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something about another yes, 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 yes. Um so apparent the name Bilikisu is actually is a Yoruba name apparently. Okay. Um but then I couldn't help but make a connection between Billy Kisu and and Bilkis from that yes. weird messed up shoe. That no, like, no, no, like no. Bilkis okay. is an actual name for the Queen of Sheba in certain stories. Ah, true. Okay, okay, good. Yeah, like in certain Middle Eastern stories, like the Queen of Sheba is actually called Bilkis. Bilkis. So yeah. I'm like, that's a very. Yeah. I don't know if they made a connection later after they heard the story about Queen of Sheba, or it's an actual thing, and maybe she was actually the Queen of Sheba, but. I mean, it's not likely she was, but it's a it's an interesting yeah, connection. That is strange. Huh. Yeah. This is really interesting. So, um, I guess yeah, I guess that's it for these these two. These two, okay. Well, I would suggest you know, um, I mean, this is a podcast, so mm-hmm. you're not really seeing the images, but both of these places are stunning. I personally mm-hmm. would not ever visit Sungbos <laughs> because I like my life. <laughs> hey, hey, they never like said, life. <laughs> they said, just don't go there with your wife or girlfriend or dog or anything. Uh, nah, bruv, I'm staying away from the grave <laughs> and the walls. I'm not interested in any of them. Thank you. <laughs> um, trust me. See, I think if a non-African, especially a European or American, like, hears about this and they see the pictures, they'd be like, oh, yeah, that would be a nice place to visit. I'd like to go visit there. Yeah. I can count on one hand the number of Africans who would be like, oh, that's a nice place. Let me go and visit there. Adare, have you you not seen how many horror movies start with that sort of setting? With white people going somewhere weird and then getting killed off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They should do a horror movie about Sungbosa Radio. That would be cool. But um, it's a very interesting site. You should Google it if you haven't. Uh, those mm. of you listening. But I mean, um, we'd, we'd, of course, post pictures as well. Yeah. All right. So um, at this point, I would have probably jumped into the Getty Ruins. But look, I mean, we've used like 30 minutes already. And yeah. It's a good thing I put the Getty Ruins aside. That's true. For another That's true. episode. They'd be like a full-on something very impressive Um historical site in kenya mm. and something about it that irked me when i was researching it it irked me so much i was like nah i need a full episode to discuss this okay. and free my mind so yeah we'll get to that in a bit all right all right all anyway 
Yeah, so that's, so that's it. it for today's episode. Ooh, lesson. Um, I was going to say a lesson on aliens. <laughs> Wait, that's what? so that's so your could have been an alien. That's your explanation all the time. Something doesn't seem human. Aliens. Yeah, yeah. alien. Mm. I respect it. I like the alien answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. Fine. Uh, let's find something else. Um. <laughs> a lesson on we'd figure it out. Because time is going. Mm. <laughs> I'll figure it out and put it in the title. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. All right. Uh, I mean, that, that actually sounds like an interesting lesson. A lesson on f- we will figure this out. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're doing that. A lesson on we'll figure this out. Oh, look at you, Ophori. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, uh, we've run out of time. So, yeah. um Please remember to follow us on Instagram at Africa's Untold Stories and on Twitter at... That's Africa's underscore Untold S. Great. So, until next time, peace.